What's going on, gamers? It's your boy, Diggs Gaming. Welcome back to Off Hunting's Gaming News. Tonight, I am joined by... It's KB Hunting. It's Sir Meliotis. What's going on, guys? How was your week? Hot. hot. <laughs> yeah, it is very hot. Listen, guys, sorry this is coming a little late, but, well, life got in the way. But we are here. We're ready to talk about the previous week. First things first, I got an update from Activision. And no, it's not from Activision themselves. It's from Raven Software. Raven Software has officially formed their union. Yeah, this is this is really good for Ravensoft. And the best part is Xbox has said that they are going to recognize it. So Phil Spencer has come out and said that they are perfectly fine with Raven Software forming this union. I mean, this is just something where... Sir Meliodas, you've talked about this before. Raven Software is just way too talented to just be working on Call of Duty. I mean, you said that multiple times. What's your reaction to this? Finally. <laughs> That's they it. Need to be, they need to be free. They need to go work on the stuff that they can work on. And they can't do that when Activision still has their rubbing hands. I'm excited. Well, they're still under Activision, but now they have... Uh, now they can have a little more say in what's going on because of this union. So it's a good thing. For Raven Software, really, it's a good thing for the gaming industry. This is like only the second union in the gaming industry, and the first, and the first from like a major publisher, from what I saw. So that's pretty crazy, right? Hopefully, uh, more studios get to follow suit. Oh yeah, and with Activision now being bought by Microsoft, Microsoft saying that they are going to recognize it. I mean, this is a good look for for Xbox and Microsoft in general. So. I applaud them for doing this. They didn't have to say they were going to recognize it, but they did. So it's a really good thing for them as well. All right, moving on. PlayStation Plus had its relaunch last week in the Asian markets, excluding Japan. Now, I watched Mystic's videos, and I'm going to leave a link to both of them in the description box below so you can go check it out. Please go check it out. Uh, he goes into great detail onto what's going on with this relaunch so he was looking at the i think it was from malaysia now keep this in mind with malaysia they have playstation plus deluxe not premium because they do not have streaming so the playstation 3 games were not on there but he went into really deep detail about what's going on there and one thing that we saw from the PlayStation Classic games is there are different features that you can pick. I believe there's a retro, uh, I think a modern, and what was the other one? Um, and another feature that you could use. And they're tailored to different people. Of course, with retro, you know, how the game looked originally. Modern, I think that's pretty obvious too. And I, and I cannot remember what the other one is. I'm sorry, guys. I absolutely cannot now, we also learned that not all classic games are going to have trophies. So as of right now, these are the games that so far have trophies. So we have Ape Escape, Siphon Filter, we talked about that last time, Wild Arms, Intelligent Cube, and Hot Shots Golf. It's a pretty good list. And again, not all games need to have trophies, which, you know what, that's a really good thing. Definitely. Because while trophies are great, it takes a long time for a game to... Uh, Hat trophies, and not everybody's going to go trophy hunting. I mean, I'm not a trophy hunter. KB, you occasionally trophy hunt, but you're not You're not going to go crazy with it. No, I have to really, like, enjoy the game. Also, I like the trophy lists that I go after to be, like, 
well thought out. You have to like plan some. I don't like it where it's like, just beat this many amount of enemies. Just beat, like get to this part in the story kind of thing. Like I want trophies um, that the developers really wanted to be in the games. And Meliodas, uh, what about you? Are you a trophy achievement hunter at all? I used to. Used to trophy hunt back in the day, six days when their achievements like maybe this name when achievements were like worthwhile going for like beat Gears of War on insane and all that crazy stuff. Now it's just like she said, oh, kill this enemy ten times, bam, achievement. Like it's not worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. That's how I got my two platinum trophies just from beating the game. So <laughs> I think you should not that like easy trophies are bad because I think I it helps people that maybe don't want to like go for the fullest be like okay i'm making some progress here i should also try these harder ones but if the entire list is just hit this story beat it's kind of boring yeah now there was some issues with this first things first there were some playstation one games that were using the pal versions not the ntsa versions and for those of you that don't know The reason why that's a little bit of a big deal is because those games only run at 50 hertz in for the PAL regions where it was 60 hertz in the other version because of the capabilities of PAL TVs back then. So gamers were not happy when they saw that. It's like, why would you run the inferior version? Well, inferior version. And really, you Mystic talked about this, and you can tell the difference you can really tell the difference and sometimes it's it can get annoying it can get in the way of playing a game so playstation's working on a patch for that but apparently one went live and it caused a ghosting issue so hopefully they get that fixed relatively soon because not a good look right now what do you guys think on that i mean they did the the best i guess but you gotta not all games quarter are going to be like you said, they spit out the patch. They'll so just wait yeah. for it to get better. Still a work in progress. If you're going to be investing so much time and money in the product and you're going to be hyping a product up, like it should be playable. Like you shouldn't be trying well, to be like, it'll get better. Don't worry about it. Like if you're going to be paying, you know, 50, 60, $70 for a game or more if you're getting like the deluxe limited pre order flashy bells and whistles stuff you know you're gonna be able to want to to play it well the games work just fine it's just like i said it's just it's a different version on some of them and it's like but i i do see your point on that i do and yeah i'm hoping that gets fixed pretty soon yeah Uh, another issue was something happened to where those that bought um playstation plus at a discount and those that were stacking you know they were stacking Mm -hmm. um, memberships when they upgraded they had to pay basically they had to pay the entire difference not just the difference from upgrading but the entire difference from when they from the discount so pretty much their discount didn't didn't, matter yeah didn't matter now playstation fixed that issue with the discounts and they act and they were going to refund players for that as they should Mm mm-hmm now, for the stacking, I think they still have an issue with that. I don't think they've completely fixed that yet, but uh, maybe that gets fixed before um, 
Japan gets it, or actually Japan gets it tomorrow. So before North America gets it, or they've already mm-hmm. fixed it. I'm not entirely sure. Now, people were really upset. They were talking about how this was Sony just being greedy, but this was an honest to God mistake from what I've heard because people have talked to those that are in like that deal with this, not necessarily on video games, but like the tech side of this. It is entirely possible that this is an accident. In fact, this is most this is almost guaranteed an accident because you yeah, have- like you're not gonna wanna bite the hand that feeds you basically like yeah you need people to buy this to make money if everybody suddenly hates you you're not going to be making any money yeah and also when you have something like this big yeah you're gonna make a mistake with something and it's just unfortunate that it happened like this but sony literally fixed this within a day yeah so they heard about the problem they fixed it right away so i'm gonna cut them some slack on this because it got fixed right away now again i don't know about the stacking i don't know what that well basically with the stacking you pay you pay everything up front Mm. so if you stack like three four five years you wouldn't just pay the one year you would pay all five like all three four five years and again i'm not sure if they fixed that yet maybe they're maybe they already did maybe they're about to fix it i don't know but yeah again things like this they're they're bound to go wrong at some point uh, one other thing that Mystic was looking at was if you bought the classic games on the PlayStation 3, bought them digitally on the PlayStation 3, if they were transfer over, they transfer over just fine. He That's said, good. he took a look at it, they transfer over just fine. And also, you can buy these without subscribing at all. You can actually buy some some of these games. Oh, that's good. So you don't have to go to PlayStation Plus what is premium just to play one classic game. You just want to play that one classic game and you can buy it. You can just do that. So that's a good thing because we had no idea if Sony was going to do that. They decided to do that. And one more thing, PlayStation three streaming is not going to support DLC for those games. Sorry. Sorry for the bad news. It's just not able to support DLC. And I think that's to be expected because it's not like the others where you can play this game on or offline. It's streaming and it's a lot more moving parts to it. So I kind of understand that it's very disappointing, but yeah. it happens. Especially because some games like need the DLC to be yeah. worth it. Um, overall thoughts to this from what you, from what I've, from what I've said and from what you guys have heard, uh, I'm going to start with you, Meliodas. Um, <laughs> like as a work in progress, it's like nothing, in this, I'm gonna say nothing in this generation doesn't matter what it is. Nothing in this generation launches fully successful. It's always yeah. something that's not working forever. So, yeah, Sony, Sony, they got this. KB, what do you think? I think Meliodas said it fine. Just everything's a work in progress now, yeah. which we're gonna have to deal with, I guess. But it'd be nice to not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean that's a really good point. I think it's a good start for Sony, and I hope they can continue to to make it better. And I don't think we have the full list. So again, with the Asian markets, I don't think we have the full list of games that are going to be on there because it was a short list of games. So once it comes to North America, then we're going to go back to it and then we'll see really what we get with this. All right, moving on. Jeff Keighley did an interview with Video Game Chronicle and he said to expect less third-party showcases this summer. Yeah, so pretty much she was going off of there were a lot of showcases last year and there were a lot of disappointments. 
Uh, he talked about Take Two, Capcom, Square Enix, and yeah, people were disappointed by those shows. I mean, Square Enix was one where players just said, "Why do they have a showcase when really they had nothing?" So he said that publishers could look to, are, are going to instead look at uh, Summer Game Fest and other conferences like the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, and it it does make a whole lot of sense because. Why would you just have a showcase if you just got the one big game and a bunch of other little ones? It, it doesn't make any sense to do that. And Elden Ring got so much hype last year because of Summer Game Fest. It was the last thing that was revealed at Summer Game Fest, and that was the big thing. So I think it does make a whole lot of sense, and I think companies are starting to see that going to Summer Game Fest might not be a bad idea because look at how much hype Elden Ring had. It was probably the hypest game of the year. And Bandai Nemco didn't have to do a separate showcase or anything. They showed it at Summer Game Fest. I know they had their own showcase, but still, I mean, I mean, what do you guys think on this? Elden Ring is amazing, so it speaks for itself. Yeah. Besides you that, a, you can have a, a, a it's a fest. A fest is like more. It's like festivities. It's like a lot of going on, so you have right. to show a lot of stuff. So if they just show one game or one like one major thing, I call it a fest. It's not a fest. It's like a showing. Right. Yeah. Showcase. Yeah. Yeah. And who, I'll tell you what, the more at Summer Game Fest, the better, is my opinion. Right. So, uh, who showcases it? Sony's Xbox? No, he just said that um, third party showcases should not happen that often. They should just be, and they should be looking more towards um, like Summer Game Fest and the Xbox Bethesda showcase, showcases uh, like that. Yeah. All right. Moving on. PlayStation's. Days of Play sale is going on right now, and it's going to be going on until June 8th. And why do I bring this up? Because a lot of stuff is on sale down there. A lot of great games like Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Deathloop, and I believe Horizon Forbidden West are just a few of the games that are on sale. And also, the DualSense controllers are on sale. I picked up the Cosmic Red earlier this week, and I got that at like, I think it was like a $15 discount or $10, $15, something like that. So yeah, definitely worth it. Definitely go see what's on sale. There may be a game that you have been waiting to get and if and it could be at a really good price right now. So the days of play sale, definitely go check that out. Moving on, Ed Meliotis, I don't think you're going to want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So remember how we talked about um, Sony getting the exclusive... Uh, rights to well, basically the Spider-Man game and how it only came out on the PlayStation. And we were talking about how Marvel had picked Sony for that. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they had gone to both Microsoft and Sony about this. And mm-hmm. Microsoft said, nah, we're good. We're going to focus on our first party game. And apparently they also did the same thing to the Knights of the Old Republic remake. I'm going to tell you why it's good with Marvel. Okay. Marvel, well, Disney now, oh my god, Disney now are so like possessive. Okay. To where if Microsoft Microsoft was to make a Marvel game, I don't think they would have had free range and doing what they wanted. The Knights of the Old Republic, uh, I don't see why they passed on that because that was uh Xbox exclusive back in the uh the OG Xbox. So for them to pass on that when they where the like the fathers that brought that up and got it out there, that's that's really odd for that. Yeah, well, you know the whole story with the Marvel IP, 
Insomniac made Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Great games. Now they have Spider-Man 2 and now they're making Wolverine. Yeah. And all the copies that Spider-Man, that Spider-Man PS4 sold. I think, I think there could be some regrets of that. KB, you've been a little quiet. What do you think of all this? I'm not a huge, like Marvel, like whatever. Like, I don't care. Unfortunately. Like I haven't seen like any of the movies or anything. So whoever gets the IPs gets gets them. I'm sure they'll do fine. But the, the way to, the way you guys can solve that is get a PlayStation. <laughs> Wanna play your Marvel games, just get a PlayStation. I mean, it shouldn't be like that, but like if you want to play Spider-Man, if you wanna play Wolverine, if you wanna play just get a PlayStation. If you yeah, loved and- it enough, you'd make the sacrifice. Yeah. And <laughs> and this was back in 2014, and they said they wanted to work on their their own games like Halo, Forza, Gears, and I can kind of understand where Xbox is coming from. They were doing well with their first party games at the time, but yeah, look, but yeah, looking back, might have been a little, might have been a little bit of an oversight because I don't think anybody could have expected just how big Spider-Man PS4 was, and maybe True. that was just a combination of spider-man and insomniac games just being insomniac games and making amazing content so who knows if marvel does want to take on a superhero ip they should take one in green lantern because it's green and that would be good (laughs) with the xbox i would see how a green lantern game would do i would like to see how you would do that but all right moving on let's talk about some hogwarts legacy hogwarts legacy had a new trailer shown off this week and we got some features that are going to be included with the PS5 version. So we have 4K, 60 frames per second, heptic feedback, adaptive triggers, fast loading, 3D audio. Of course, we know the release date is holiday 2022. But also, and this is the coolest thing, your DualSense controller is going to light up the color of the house you get chosen for. So it's going to be blue and bronze for Ravenclaw, scarlet and gold for Gryffindor, green and silver for Slytherin, and yellow and black for Hufflepuff. How amazing is that? I have a black light inside the PS5 controller. Yeah. Mine's never come on. It's always the white or blue one. Sometimes I get the green one. It depends on what game you play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, But that's just amazing. That's just those little details in there that really make you feel like you're going to be a part of the wizarding world with this game. And there's a reason this game is hyped up and yeah. And with the new trailer game still looks really good. And I don't know if I'm going to get to stay one, I'll be honest, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely going to pick all. this up. Huh? I don't know if I'm getting it at all. I don't know. And we all know KB, uh, she's not getting it. And yeah. that's a that's a personal thing, guys. She does not if she doesn't want to talk about that, she doesn't have to. I mean, like just from a morals standpoint, kinda with everything that's been going on with JK Rowling, with the transphobia and yeah. some of the, the racism and anti-Semitism, especially the game is set in um like the goblin revolution or something. I forget something like exactly uh what it's called in universe. Uh, but it's very obvious, like, very anti-Semitic time. Uh, house elves are back and they're slaves again after they get freed in the books. It's it's not a good, it's not a good look, unfortunately. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'm not even gonna get it. <laughs> I'm just not getting it because I don't like Harry Potter. But I'm definitely not getting it now because of that. <laughs> right. I know. Yeah. And like I'm a fan of Harry Potter. Like I grew up on those books. I through some tough times, but I just I can't justify as a grown adult like continuing to spend money on this franchise. Yeah, and I perfectly understand that, KB. Mm-hmm. I perfectly understand that. All right. So I got some updates on some games. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 releasing October 28th. It's funny we have a release date, but we still don't have a trailer for that game yet. Right? Lord of the Rings Gollum is releasing September 1st. I have no idea how this game is going to perform. I will be honest with you. you JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle release in September 2nd. That is KB's favorite anime, and I'm kidding. (laughs) And Star Wars Jedi Survivor has been announced. Now, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, that is a sequel to Fallen Order. We finally, it's finally been revealed. We finally have the name for that. Been announced for 2023. This is going to be said five years after the first game and is basically what the title suggests. You're trying to survive as Cal, as you're trying to get away from the Empire. And, okay, what game do you guys want to talk about first out of all this? Just curious. Hmm. I mean, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so. Colin. Yeah. Colin. I still am really unsure of how... Gollum is going to do. Have you ever um, played the uh, the game called Sticks? No. I think it's going to play like that. It's like you're like a little um, like a little goblin and you're sneaking around and uh, sneaking around and you're stealing stuff. You're assassinating people. I think it's going to play just like that. Yeah, it, it's just weird because out of all the Lord of the Ring characters, you wouldn't think Gollum would be the first name for a game. But, you right. know, I've seen Stranger Games that have worked out just fine yeah but again it just has to be done right so i mean i'm extremely skeptical of this game but if it does end up working out it could be a major hit or it could be a sleeper hit definitely because like Gollum, he's not really like a bad guy he's more of like somebody who's been corrupted by the bad guy and in the movies and in the books you do see him like almost break free of that so I'd like to see where this game starts and where it like where the like the end point is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point, KB. That is a very, very good point. All right. Uh let's talk about Modern Warfare 2. So Modern Warfare, the the reboot Modern Warfare, not the original Modern Warfare. This is very confusing sometimes. It is. But that game, I believe, was the highest selling Call of Duty game of all time. Or the fastest selling. I'm sorry, fastest selling. Wow. Yeah. Um, highest selling was World at War. What'd you say? I think the highest selling was World at War. I think you're right on that. Yeah, I, I meant to say fastest selling. That's my bad, guys. That's my bad. So there's a lot of hype for Modern Warfare 2, even though maybe it's not necessarily... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Somebody help me. Uh, no. I can't think of the word. Huh? You look saying new? No, no. Um, warranted, warranted, because we all know what's been going on with the Call of Duty uh, franchise. I mean, Vanguard, the latest entry, was not particularly well received by fans. I believe they stopped playing that game right away. Well, I Ooh. can tell you that the the reboot of the first Modern Warfare that they did a couple of years back was amazing. So yeah, that's what I heard too. 
So the story was really good. Yeah. So maybe this works out for Activision and the Call of Duty franchise, but yeah, I mean, this game does really have to be good, or it's going to be abandoned like Vanguard. We Has just know that. Now, remember, there is going to be no Call of Duty game next year. There's not going to be a new one until 2024. And we'll talk about where we could see the trailer for this game later on. Now, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle, just like most anime, it's a fighting game. And I don't think we have to talk about this uh, anymore. And I know KB will be happy with that because she does not like this show at all. So you if like JoJo? Saying, you like fighting? Play it. That's yeah. Exactly. And Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I really am interested in this game because, first of all, I love the first one. I love Fallen Order. But second, this definitely sounds like a very interesting synopsis where it's five years after the first game and you're kind of trying to survive. This could be a really good game. This this really has a chance to be really good. What would you say? Is it open world or is it linear? I don't is know. It- All I don't know. We don't know much about it. All we got was an announcement and just a synopsis of what this game is going to be. So when we start to see more of it, we'll start to see just what this game really is going to be. It sounds like it would definitely benefit from being an open world game if you're actively trying to run away from things. Mm-hmm. Moving on to a couple of games that have been rated. Forspoken has been rated in Europe. It was rated 18, which is pretty much M for them and it was rated for strong language alcohol use and in-game purchases more on that later and then god of war ragnarok was rated in korea so let's talk about god of war ragnarok first i think this all but guarantees that this game is coming out this year so for anyone that needs more proof you do not have a game rated until it's close to being done you cannot rate a game that's still two years away from being done or even a year away from being done it has to be thank god no one is going to come out Huh? I think I know when it's going to come out. All right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Thor and Black Adam both come out in July. God of War Ragnarok is about Norse mythology, right? Yeah. So, coming Thor movie, I think it will be released somewhere in July, if not mid-August. I was going to say probably... I don't know if they're going to want to do too much so I'm saying, like, uh, all what? at the same time. Like they might want to uh, spread it out a little bit so it can get its own uh, hype, I guess. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say late summer, early fall. And for Forspoken, now in-game purchases, nobody panic. Nobody panic. There mm-hmm. is no microtransactions in this game. Square Enix has said that. There are no That's microtransactions. Good. In-game purchases could be referring to DLC. That is included in in-game purchases. So before anybody freaks out, just understand this could mean DLC. And there is no microtransactions. Square Enix has said that. They have said no microtransactions. I just want to emphasize that. They said that with Avengers and look what they did. They promised everyone no in-game ever. Okay, so... KB and I were talking about this earlier. Um, so the alcohol use in this game. Now, there are a few instances of this. Now, the player can order alcoholic beverages at, at a bar in the game. The drink can affect the player's statistics 
but do so in a random manner with negative possible outcomes. But there's also this point in the game, and this is kind of a spoiler, but that eh, not too big of a spoiler. But it seems like Faye, who's the main character, at some point plans to drunkenly take her own life before being saved by a mysterious entity. That just sounds very interesting. And you can also see why they would put like, they wouldn't like hide that as a story beat. Yeah. It's definitely something where I'm very interested to see how that would look in a game, in this game, because we don't see stuff like that too often in video games. You really yeah. don't. So I want to see how they would do something like that. Uh, Melios, what do you think on this? Grown. Huh? It's grown. <laughs> yeah. I like it. And remember, this is coming exclusively for the PlayStation 5 when it launches. Now, finally, PlayStation has announced that they are doing a state of play this Thursday, June 2nd. Now, this is a part of Summer Game Fest. PlayStation has confirmed that this is a part of Summer Game Fest. So the state of play officially kicks off Summer Game Fest. Now, let's talk about the three big events that are happening in like two weeks within each other. So first is the state of play. That's June 2nd. Then you have summer game fest opening night, June 9th. And then the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Now for the PlayStation state of play, there are a few games that I think could appear here. I don't think they're all going to appear here, but if two or three of them appear, it would be a pretty good showcase. So stray, Final Fantasy 16 and 7 Remake Part 2, Street mm -hmm. Fighter 6, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And the reason I say that is because PlayStation still has the marketing rights for Call of Duty for the next two games. They still have those marketing rights, as somebody pointed out on uh, Twitter. And, oh, God, what was the other one? Um, uh, Let me think for, oh, God, what was it? Um, I cannot for the life of me remember what the other game was. Oh, uh, we talked about it earlier, Hogwarts Legacy finally get a release date for hogwarts legacy that's my bad i mean what do you guys think what do you think could appear at this state of play i definitely think the final fantasies more than likely so street, street fighter out in the summer and we street still don't have fighter an official release date for that so we could definitely see a trailer for that and mm -hmm. again street fighter 6 because well capcom and sony have a really good relationship right and we and again we've talked about uh modern warfare 2 i believe that's almost guaranteed that that's going to appear here because again, PlayStation has the marketing rights. We already have the release date for it. So they got to show it off. It's, I mean, they can't go too much longer without showing it off. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, we're going to get some surprise title that nobody see that nobody has heard of before, or like a new, new game, something like that. Now this uh, state of play it's for third party and PlayStation VR two. So do not expect God of war Ragnarok. I'm going to mention this again. Do not expect God of War, Ragnarok, or any other first-party game. It's not appearing here. Sony made that perfectly clear. All right, uh, Meliodas, let's talk about the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Now, you and I talked about this, I believe it was yesterday. What do you think could appear at the showcase? Fable. You think Fable? Fable. An extended trailer of Fable. Um, probably a snippet of starfield probably a teaser for gears of war 6 and definitely has to be something with state of the k3 because that was announced what almost two three years ago now so yeah something like that so i my big my bucks are going on state of the k and um 
table. Definitely something on the table. Yeah, I could definitely see something like that. And you didn't mention Redfall. I think we talked about Redfall too. We could definitely see a trailer for that as well. I don't know. That's still a little too early. Even and it was pushed back. Last time I checked, they were looking for help for uh, development, like multiplayer types. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good point. And again, Xbox didn't do the same thing where they're gonna announce new games and have a surprise game that nobody sees coming. And then for Summer Game Fest, that literally could be anything. Jeff Keighley always has something up his sleeve. I mean, we talked about last year was Elden Ring. The first look at Elden Ring and last year that saved it for me because last year it was a lot of smaller games and Elden Ring just comes on and it everybody went wild when they saw the first look at Elden Ring. And judging from how the game is done critically and financially, yeah, it it really deserved that hype that it got. All right, that's oh, what'd you say? I said it's good, especially for me not liking Dark Souls at all. <laughs> I beat Elden Ring. I was like, I'm what a hundred and twenty some odd hours into that game. Damn! Wow. So that says a lot about how good Elden Ring is. And I didn't even do I didn't do New Game Plus yet. So wow. Really- all right, that's all we have for today. As always, I'm Dix Gaming. It's KB. It's been your boy, Sir Meliodas. All right, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. See ya.